BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. I'm Bobby Kelly. And it's Big J Okerson. We're actually a full radio show on Sirius XM, not just a podcast. For full episodes of The Bonfire, you can listen on the Sirius XM app. Go to SiriusXM.com bonfire for a special offer. And now The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Robert Kelly. We went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with your pop. Yeah. That was fun. We did. I was crushing White Claws. <laughs> yeah. We got a little Walking boozy around. at the- Mikey went to go shred in the garage. Yeah, they had a lefty. So at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now, they have a the garage. It's basically like a studio where you can pick up instruments and play mm-hmm. and like just jam out and stuff. And so they had a lefty guitar. I'm lefty. So Fucking I picked it up. So Shred Zeppelin it. over here. <laughs> and then I'm playing with the knobs, trying to be cool. And this guy oh, walks yeah, this over. This is really funny. So what it is, the setup of it is, <laughs> to give you a, a full picture here, it's every guitar, there's like seven, eight guitar stations, if not more. And they have lefty and righty at each. And, um, and there's a huge, in each station, there's this big, huge amp behind you. Like Marshall stacks, like a big stack. With the thing on top of it, with the knobs, and Mike was over there, uh, dealing with the knobs, like trying to change the tuning and the whatever. Yeah, I'm like fucking David Gilmore in Pompeii. I'm like playing with shit. Fucking. Yeah. And I think they go. I think the sound just comes out of the thing above your head, right? There's just like a little speaker above his head, and Mike's like, "Oh yeah." And then then, then one of the workers almost be like, "He came over. What are you an like, asshole?" <laughs> there's a, there's a there's a screen that says like distortion, you know, clean, whatever. <laughs> like they make it easy. I'm over here like fiddling, which it's not changing anything. Yeah, you, there's a button. Yeah, it's, just, it's just all computer. <laughs> I'm like, shh, 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 hold on, I almost got it, I almost got it. Ring. I'm trying to turn up the tanning and rip the knob off. <laughs> They're like, you dork. <laughs> yeah, Mike fucking blew his fucking thing off. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. <laughs> it was so fun. Your old man knew a lot about hip-hop. I was very uh, blown away by that. Like, him and I were geeking out over, like, Flava Flav's clock size. Yeah. And he's like, man, I thought it would be bigger. And I'm he like, was not... Well, first of all, it's such a dumb thing for him to say. I thought it'd be bigger. It was one of his clocks. It was that one that was the smaller one. It was like an outfit, particularly that, right, that he gave right. in for one video. So his clocks, he wore gigantic ones and small ones. It wasn't just a clock. So he doesn't know that much about hip hop. But my dad, yeah, he just got the peripheral information of like the, and especially the stuff that would be at the ninety years of uh, or the fifty, 50 years, years of hip hop. Like there's such things like my dad knows who Snoop Dogg is and all that stuff because sure. they came out. Not through me. I wasn't around them enough to influence what he hear. Just the ether of like public knowledge. You know what he I mean? He just knew it. Well, you never like geeked out about it with him. 
No, 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 no. And I'm saying he was never like, no. When he walked through that, you know, it's like. It was also the beginning of the trip, so I think he wasn't tired yet. Yeah, he had to take a, he went to sit down a few times. He sat down next to me when I was playing guitar, and I sat on the arm and played him night moves. <laughs> <laughs> Working with your mom boobs. Bing, gang, gong, gong. Gong, gang, gong, gang. That place is uh, terribly anticlimactic, though. It, it just it's it's you it's go cool, up to the top now. I, I used to think it was a special exhibit, but you go up to a couple things from Pink Floyd's The Wall upstairs, which is a pla- place where you can sit down and have a drink. Literally, now you just drink under the wall. It it's not the wall. No, it's not pieces from the stage set or anything. It's just a display with they. I think the. The original uh, teacher, the original teacher blow up thing, like the blow up uh, from the blimp wall thing, is Pink over Floyd. it. I think that's I real. Not, I don't know Pink Floyd that well. Um, but it's just, and yeah, and then you just go back down. It's, it's boring. very underwhelming. Yeah, it's very boring. It's a lot of escalators. It's just more escalators than anything. Oh, we should look for that lady who, because I always skip through like the early. You know, like the the Wind Dixies and all those kind of like bands and stuff with banjos and the, oh, the old early dresses stuff, and stuff. like yeah. Lead Belly and like yeah, all but that no, shit. not even no, not even that. Like just yeah, like when it was, like, the, like I said, where it goes like the Sam Cooke and all that stuff. I'm like eh, Sun right. Records and all that, yeah, like Elvis and. Uh, but I was, we should have seen they had that girl. Uh, what you call it? They were playing her on a, a Stern Thology again the other day. What's the 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 lady who did like the dirty? She did like dirty old jazz. Like, if you suck on my pussy, I'll suck up on your dick. No, (laughs) really? Yeah. Brogdon. What's her name? Something Brogdon. Black lady, right? Lucille Bogan. Okay. Okay, dude. I'm just trying to get it. It is Lucille Bogan, but okay. Just trying to paint a picture. Whoa. If you suck up on my pussy. I got nipples on my titties. Shut the fuck up. I got something between my legs. I'll make a dead man come out. Her and I have the same teeth. Baby, won't you shit? <laughs> Baby, won't you shit uh, on my tits? Uh, Baby, won't you give me a Pearl uh, Jam necklace? Lucille Bogan. <clears throat> Till the cows come home. That's her jam. Oh, wait. Yeah, Shave Em Dry is also a good one. Shave Em Dry. If you suck up on my pussy, I'll suck up on your dick. I got a mane I love. I got a mane I like. Every time I fuck them men's, I give them the doggone claps. Oh, baby. <laughs> give them the doggone claps. Cardi A. Mm. But that's the kind of pussy that they really like. <laughs> wow. Comes. I told them I got a good cock. Oh, and it's this? got four damn song. good names. What is this song? Rough cock, rough cock. Tough cock, cock without a bone. You can fuck my cock, suck my cock, or leave my cock alone. Oh, baby, honey, up is all night long. Dude, this is historic. You can fuck my cock, or suck my cock, baby, until the cows come home. Let's get radio play. I think it's right here. Wow. You know both of my men. Have I done it again? Have I done it again? Where I've made something up in my head that I think would be really funny and there's <laughs> actually have like that. Go to shave them dry. Great big dick like a baseball bat, she said? This I don't know. I need to know that this is a real thing I heard. 
I got something between my legs I'll make a dead man come Oh, daddy Oh, daddy Baby, won't you shave him dry Shave him dry Shave him dry Now what? Want you to grind me, baby Come on, Bogan Grind me until I cry Shave him dry Here we go, it's happening right now Say I fucked all night All the night before, baby and I feel just like I want to fuck some more. Great oh, God, Daddy, grind me, honey, and shave me dry. Fuck. I'm going to give us one more, one more beating. And then you hear me holler, baby. I want you to shave me dry. This was porn for sure. 100%. I got nipples on my titties, digs in yeah, my turn it thumb. Off. No. If you is suck this, up on my pussy, is this I'll legit? Suck is this up real? On yeah. Your dick. yeah. Because yeah, you know, because you know, I think wasn't like jazz and shit. Like they used to just play songs while, like you got the length of a song, like with a chick at a like burlesque house or like if you went to a house and banged a chick, you got to till the song ended. And I think that's where kind of like <laughs> those fucking piano-y songs. Yeah, just, like, and I think that's kind of where it started. So maybe this was like her. That's so fucking cool. I got nipples on my titties. <laughs> Bush on my clit. She's sitting there going, hang on, what do you think of this line? <laughs> I let a man fuck me till I take a shit. I got the funky shit, dry blues. I really like that shit on a man. on my pussy. Oh, man. I love it. Damn, man. I like her. I if never heard of her. suck up on my pussy. I'll suck. It, came, it got like big for a minute. So you basically made up a line in your head that you thought was in the song. No, no I did Talking about grinding, baby, all night long. No, and I sure. can do it to you, honey, to until the cow come home. God damn. Huh? Shave him dry, too? Come on, Doubt really? It. I don't know. It's the same song. I wonder what shave them dry. What does that mean? Shave them dry. Oh, dry my. shave? Dude, you're such a you're such a prude. Dry shave? Huh? Dude, you're such a prude. You don't know what shave them dry means. No shaving no, man. cream? Nah, <laughs> dude. You know what it means. Is it like, you know? Shh, you know. Think about it. I have no idea. Shave them dry. I know. That's what I mean. Like, what what was going on back then? Slap my pancake titty out. Give your butt a sniff. <laughs> <laughs> Is John Mayer still in the building? I got some lyrics. If you give me, John, suck give up me a, on my pussy, John, give me a B minor. Suck up on your dick. Take it for a walk with me. Yeah, bring it around the block. Dude, please do me a favor this weekend. Yeah, you're home. Uh, yeah. This weekend. Yeah, I have shows. New York shows. Please but. watch Mother Love God. The whole thing. Did you watch the third sure. part? Yeah. Dude, this. It's a pretty insane story. I'll give you a little touch. I'm going to wait for Bobby to come back and watch it before we really break it down. But it's batshit crazy. It's about a chick who was like a cute chick in the 90s and then decided uh, one day to leave everybody in her family and just go be a cult leader. And she did it very successfully, at least for what they needed. They just had It's a batshit cult story, like nothing too new or nutty there. Except for she decided at one point, like, you know what colloidal silver is? No, they say it's got. Look at what it is, actually, Christine. Where, like, where can I? Where is she? America? Oh yeah. I don't know if this was Canada. No, this is very American. Okay. Colorado, Colorado, Colorado Oregon, Oregon, Hawaii. <laughs> All those places. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. She That's started in Colorado she though. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of weirdos there. Oh yeah. 
and a lot of people who are looking for a weirdo to follow. Hell yeah. Because you know what's funny? These, for the first time I've ever seen in a cult show, the cultists seem so normal as except for the fact that they are die hard by this cult. Does that make sense? Like several, there's definitely dippy people in that cult for sure. You watched it, Lou, right? I assume. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely dip, dippy people in the cult, but there's also people in there like, they're like, all right, so mother is going to ascend today. She believes, dude, there's so much good in this, Mikey. Well, she believes her angels, watch it. her angels, who she has direct contact with. Uh huh. Christine, you got to bring up the, the picture. She has a board of all, like a poster board that she's made that's there basically, you know, that's there. Christ on the cross. The Galactics. This board. The, Galactics the Galactics is, their an, is her angels? It's her angels, but the Galactics, when you see who they are, it's an interesting group. Uh, the 86 New York Mets? Oh, I wish. Uh, maybe. Those are my Galactics. Maybe one of them, maybe one of them, because I'll tell you who is the main, the honcho. Uh, there's two head honchos on either side of her, one on either side of her. One's a drawing of some guy I've never heard of. The other one, Robin Williams. <laughs> Are you serious? Robin Williams is her good And her it's angel? not even the wackiest of what's on the board of the other angels. <laughs> Was it Fisher King Robin Williams? But they'll come and they'll be like, uh, no, it's Mork for Mork, Robin Williams. But they, uh, they literally, she'll say things like, Robin told me you're gaining weight. <laughs> like Robin Come says, on. You're she got a message from Whoa, Robin. That's her board of look of angels. Robin Williams, a drawing of some guy, the crocodile hunter, Michael Jackson, Whitney David Houston, Bowie. David Bowie, Gene Wilder, Bob, John Denver, Chris Farley, Chris Farley, Tupac, George, George Michael, George, George Burns, um, Lily, look, Mr. Rogers, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. Is that Bob Marley down there in the very bottom? Uh, yep. Yes, Bob Marley is also in there. Jim Croce. Uh, Jim Croce, Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve. Dude, is that it's is that Frank Wal- Zappa, Walter Becker? Uh, maybe right below, next to George Michael, south of David Bowie. Maybe Tupac. I mean, is that Larry David under her ring finger? Uh, let me see. It possibly could be Larry David. I think I don't understand this. Summers? Where underneath her pinky? Um, who is that? Oh no, it's Carol Burnett. Wait, I thought. Carbonate under her pink. That's her. Jonathan Winters. Right. Jonathan, Jonathan Winter. And then and then oh look at uh She loves comedy. Uh what's it called? Um <laughs> Crocodile Hunter. Gene Wilder. Oh, there's a picture of all we can see all Oh, Regis made the cut. S- Jerry Lewis. Swazay. Trump! Salvador Dali, Trump, John Ritter. Is Trump the only alive Kenny one? Kenny Rogers. No, Tom Cruise is alive. There's really no rhyme or reason. That's why Patrick it's throwing Swayze. me off. A oh, lot yeah, of these George. people are Where's alive. Tom That's Cruise? what I mean. I'm like, uh, yeah. Tom Cruise? And where's Tom Cruise? Right here. That's not Tom Cruise. No, that's that's Chris Reeves. <laughs> By the way, uh, Swayze. Christine, they do look... Walt Disney. Swayze, Prince, John Candy, Aretha Franklin, Jerry Lewis. Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin. Philbin. Hey, Richard Pryor already. That's uh, Jim Henson. Jim Henson. And Kermit. He's, yeah. she's, got your, she's got your boy Kermit in there. I did not notice Jay? that Kermit made the cut. Yo, John, <laughs> this is like, this is like a, 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 a the poor man Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> and then another drawing Julia of somebody. Child. Julia Child also. Yeah, everyone's dead. Hey, who's that with the pipe? Is that a young Rodney Dangerfield next to Trump? Yes. It's Rodney Dangerfield Creepy also. Creepy looking. Buddy, the whole thing is so batshit, but she gets people Spock. to follow her. And by the way, apparently they still do streams. But they, what they do is the whole documentary essentially is what, and you know this from the beginning because they show it, and you can't believe, you have to see what slowly happens to her to believe what you see in the very first minute of the documentary. They show you come, them coming in to finding her dead body wow. uh, on a bed. 
but she takes this colloidal silver as a thing. She starves herself. She's she's lunatic. She's just literally needs medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they all follow her, saying she's God, and they do drugs, and then she's mean, and she snaps, and she's anorexic, and she's all this shit, and she starts taking this colloidal silver. Now, what's funny is the people in her cult that do this podcast, this live stream, when they're talking, they go, oh, FDA uh, banned colloidal silver because they don't want you to know all those things. They say it turns you blue and whatever. It's, it turns your skin blue. And like, shut up. Okay. Like, <laughs> and like they're, they're talking about it like they're almost reasonable. Yeah, yeah. And then the last episode and, uh, and like a half... By the end of the show, she's blue. Like she's as blue as Jacob's shirt. It's crazy. Look, I can't believe this happens. Really? It looks like David Lynch characters. Just I swear like to God. Assault. I, yeah, buddy, when he's got a blueberry for a daughter, they hold on to her dead body for way too long, and then they hang out with her body, just Wait, like jamming. Dude, the guy who you will love when you watch this. Yeah, she's called Mother. Is the guy father? Father. That's her. Did, yeah. Oh, she's kind of cute. She was kind of cute at well, a time. She became a blueberry. Yeah. I got a blueberry for a daughter. That's what she looked like? Look at her. That's oh, fucking fuck. crazy. What a weirdo. Yeah. And she just basically, she just starved herself and took a poison to kill herself dramatically so everyone would Whoa, like, you know, worship her is that what she still. ended up looking like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes, dude. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Self-monitor your blood pressure in four easy-to-remember steps. Self-monitoring is power. Visit managerbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Heart Association, and the American Medical Association. In partnership with the Office of Minority Health and Health Resources and Services Administration. If you suck up on my pussy, I'll suck up on your dick. You heard it, Mike. It exists. It's in this song somewhere. It was in there. Yeah, totally. The minute we went to commercial. Faction Talk, Series XM 103. Everybody. We have a great guest in the studio right now. I'm very excited to have him here. He's not usually in New York, so this is a very, very nice treat for me. Uh, living out in Vegas now, correct? Yes, living in Vegas. Very, very cool, everybody. He is a legendary voice performer uh, from the Howard Stern Show, hilarious comedian, actor, and old-time friend of mine. Long, old time. long, long, I've known this guy for 20 years at least, at least. 20, 25 years, yes. I, I'm 25 years in comedy. Next year, I met you about two years in, so probably about 22 years. It is the hilarious Craig Gash joining us, everybody. It's so crazy to look back on uh, on memories from back then and how broke we were. I was starting to make some money. Uh, you had some pop going on the road a little bit because of the Stern was, was going Stern. big, yeah. Got me on a couple TV shows, and I was starting to make money. 
but I remember uh, we were all still relatively broken. Oh, yeah. And I, I remember a couple of times that I thought, I don't know why Jay's doing that. He could just say, what's up? Like, when we would come from uh, Queens or, or wherever you guys were living at, and you'd be like, oh, man, I don't think I'm going to do the LIE this time. I'm going to see if I can get around this way. And you'd just go on the on the free bridge. On yeah, the Ed you know, 59th Street Bridge, yeah. And I'd go, yeah. Like, you know, and you go, yeah, I think I'm just going to try this. And I'd be like, yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> it's free, dude. Like, do it. Whatever. And I, I just, I remember you would, like, vocalize it. Oh, you, yeah. You no, vocalized I hate being it. Broke. Like, Boy, did I hate being broke. Once or twice. Yeah. It's yeah, so man. scary. Well, you even told me that, too. You're like, get off. Why go exit 17 when you can go 18 and take the, uh, you know, Harlem River Drive up oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to go back to Connecticut and shit. Yeah, and you dude, when, when yeah. you know how to get stuff for free, it's kind of hard to go back. Start and, paying for and it. Start paying, yeah. When you know how to <laughs> save money on the road, do you do that? Do you ever, like, in moments, like... Like you know, you can get something for free, and you, you'll you'll take something for free rather than pay no, for it. No, not anymore. I always think I've gotten a lot of things for free that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. it, I usually Such do as, feel like, I do, do feel just, just like uh, tattoo. Not none of my tattoos. The guy who does my tattoos, Manny, who I don't want anyone to get it twisted. He's the skank. He's the uh, skank fest tattoo artist uh, now. Main guy he does my tattoo. He's awesome artist. Mm. But there was a time in my life where I was like, I'll take any free tattoo, and because I got some shitty tattoos. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What type like of free shit? What type of free shit on the road would you get? Um, you talking like food? You talking hotels? You talking anything? Yeah, Craig was good at like finagle. He was a good finagle. He was very good, very uh, outgoing personality. So Craig was good to like use like the radio and whatever to kind of like get a nice thing. Like they want us to come to this restaurant and stuff like that. I've, I've gotten like. You know where I learned that was when I was a kid. And I would hang out with famous rock bands. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at how many rock bands would be like, "Yeah, let's go to the movies," but we'll just tell them we're coming. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then say, "Hey, you want some tickets to our concert?" And we'll, yeah, man, we'll get everybody in the movie theater. And they'll be like, "No way!" So yeah, and then Tesla yeah. shows up at the movie theater, and then they get a whole bunch of uh, uh, you know, get popcorn and snacks for everybody, and they got room in the back of the arena <laughs> for ten people. Like, yeah, come yeah. on in. And they would trade out everything. And I was like, this is mind-blowing. Like, you're just, you're saving so much money on the road. <laughs> and then also getting extra bodies in the room yeah. who are then going to buy merch and, and whatever. So, yeah, I mean, you you learn that, that you can actually, that it's worth something to be able to get people into right. the show. So. Yeah. Craig, Craig brought to the Boston Comedy Club, and that still existed, uh, down in the uh, West Village. It was, man, some couple of cool ones. They were just like... Like Craig's, like at that point, like your level of like who you knew in music was just so my wheel. It was right in my wheelhouse of mm-hmm. the first bands that I was like, I like this band. This mm-hmm. has nothing to do with my parents or hearing it mm-hmm. from somebody else. And it was like, one time Craig walked in and he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, you know, the boss, he's like, I'm going to try to go on uh, next if I can because my friend uh, Jeff's got to get out of here. And you look up, you're like, is that Jeff Labar from Cinderella? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. That's batshit crazy. Just In fact, the only time I will say Craig uh, is one of the few people you caught in the sweet spot when Howard Stern was first dating Beth. Yeah. And got them. They, I was. I came as they were leaving, but I Howard did see them Beth. leave. Howard and Beth uh, wow. were walking out of the Boston Comedy Club, and I was like, "Well, fucking way!" Wow, that was, crazy. that was that was the first day I ever sat in with Howard sitting next to him, and he's like, "Where are you at tonight?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm at this club," and he's like, "I'm gonna come down," and he showed up. And I remember uh, as he was walking out, Rich Voss had just got on stage, and Rich was trying to roast him as he walked out, and he's like, "Yeah, cool, 
Like, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I remember bringing in, um, there was actually a friend that I made, like one guy made a comment to me that I valued so much that whenever I'm in a creative spot where I need, uh, honest opinions, mm-hmm. I call him. It was Ozfest was in town with a day off and a bunch of the bands came to watch me at Boston comedy club. And when you walked into the club, there was a table that was like, you know, with one band, table with another band, table with another band. And for whatever reason, I fucking ate it that night. I just, <laughs> oh. And the reason why is because... Well, I they're did, not always great audiences also. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've want, been in that situation. I, I think I tried to do something in the beginning that I thought like, oh, well, these tables are going to love this. <laughs> and it fucking bombed. Not like Tony Katane's crackhead ass. <laughs> yeah. and like, whoa, Easy. we all like her. <laughs> And oh, I, I thought you guys hated her. Oh shit! Keep that on the bus, dude. Yeah. Well, I started. I started with a giant misstep, and then my next thing was a misstep. Then my next thing was a misstep, and then I. Ozzy's gay. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> and then I just went into the material that I knew would work, and at that point, I felt like I'd lost them so much. It was just. It was heavy lifting for the rest of the set. I get off stage, I walk by the seven dust table, and I know I just bombed. I know it. And I walked up the seven dust table and I was like, hey guys, sorry about that. And they're like, no, you were awesome. And I was like, nah. And I go to the disturbed table and I go, hey guys, sorry about that. And they're like, dude, that was fucking, no, you were killer. And I go, yeah. And then I he go, goes, do you mean it? And he went, ooh, wah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look me in the eyes. Ooh, wah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Do I, I mean it? I swear on my uwa. Then I, then, then I, then I go to a uh, a table that has the guys from System of a Down, and I go, I go, hey guys, sorry about that. And the drummer stood up, and he goes, he goes, hey man, let's go outside. And I go, what? He goes, come here, follow me. We walk outside. He turns around, he goes, you want to know why you sucked? I'll tell you exactly why you sucked tonight. First of all, what's with the fucking new jokes? What what's this shit? And he goes, and everyone here loves your impressions. What the fuck? You didn't do any impression? I go, yeah, you're right. And he <laughs> he fucking dressed me down and he happened to hit everything I knew was wrong with my set. So now if I do like a roast and I'm I'm trying to figure out if this material's gonna work or not. Yo, wake up. Wake yeah. up. Make yeah. sure you do all your good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Don't try your new shit. New shit. Always should stick around and do the A stuff. A stuff. <laughs> 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 Even if you want to. Even if it disturbs in the audience. You want to. Even if it in the audience. Don't forget that. I don't think I trust my new Stick with the unfinished old. joke ideas. I Save the new stuff for the open mics. Save the new stuff for the open mics. <laughs> Cheer up. Just do your fucking shit. There's gonna be another set tomorrow. Just do the motherfucking impressions. Oh, dude, I told dude. you. Uh, Vinny Paul and his uh, some people came out to see me right after I did Mayhem Fest one year in Kansas City, and I was like, so I was. I mean, I, I don't remember having a bad set, but whatever it was, when I got off, they were like. Oh, he left like a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, oh, no what? shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, oh yeah, he left like a while ago. Oh, that's it. Means so much to us as comics. <laughs> oh yeah, for it, sure. It, it does stay, for, to us as comics. Like uh, Jay is a rare guy who's also performed with huge bands. That I, I think, for me personally, 
there's some dumb thing where I want to be one of the guys, and that's mm-hmm. why I want to do those shows. I want to be one of the guys, even though those gigs are the absolute worst <laughs> gigs yeah. you could possibly yeah. do as a stand-up comedian. And Jay is the only guy I know who has the balls to actually go out there and say, I'm a stand-up comic, here's my jokes. Uh, I, ha- I fucking lie to the audience. I- I'll, I've, I've opened for Metallica and System. I do stuff with Corey I watched Taylor. him for Metallica here at the Bowery. At the Bowery Ballroom, and I walked out on stage and said, good evening, my name is Craig, I am Metallica's tour manager. Everyone was like, what? And I go, the band has some very important announcements. Yeah. And every announcement was super cool, but total bullshit, just so I could get them to listen. And I was like, you may have heard some rumors, and it's true. Metallica is recording our first ever live album right here. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So I need your attention. I need your attention. There's a proper way to yell on a live album, so we need to rehearse this. And they follow every stupid instruction I give them, fill in some jokes, and um, I know Jim Florentine once told me that when he opens up for bands, he'll always uh, do a few minutes, and then if it's not if it's not going well, he'll go like, "Hey, who wants some T-shirts?" And, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. always and he has Jaeger girls like on the side of the stage. I love Jaeger girls though too. You know? I said, "Well, the Jaeger girls were fun because you could bring there's like ten of them, so I'd bring them up on stage and I would just like." Like roast them on, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I was like, because yeah. it's a it's a goofy, ugly rock audience. You know what I mean? Right. Like smoking hot girls who couldn't give two fucks about the music. They're there for a gig, a modeling right. gig. True. She's getting up there and just start telling these guys why they don't want to fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> this one's gonna talk to you about her dancing dreams all night. You don't want to deal with that shit. This one's gonna keep um, looking in the mirror at herself. You, know, me, and Craig. One of my favorite, just early comedy like night stories again where it's like a great idea going bunk like craig does a killer impression actually let me ask you this first are you in town to go to the last kiss show ever not only am i going to the last okay two we're going kiss shows you're going to both i'm going to both and then i'm also the reason why i came into the studio was to tell you that the night before mm-hmm. and the night after the final shows from kiss i am doing a couple of shows at the comic strip where I'm just making fun of Kiss for an hour. The whole show, beginning to end, is just jokes and stories about Kiss. With love, because I've developed a relationship with the guys. Are they coming? Um, I know people that work with them are coming. Uh, I did this two other times. Austin, Texas. He's trying to stay healthy, too. Seattle. Um, And you know what to do now. And and their crew has, has come out. Their production people have come out. Some of their management. I know a lot of other musicians are coming out. Nice. You know, and they have their own stories too. I'm not allowed the comic strip. You're not <laughs> still. No. It's fine. Really? It's okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all stories about Kiss because you know that's starting awesome. down the hall with Howard, um, I would do an impression of yeah, I do impressions, but the impression I did at Gene Simmons was behind this premise of every time we'd have a music guest in the studio, I would constantly interrupt the music guest as Gene Simmons and try to sell them shitty Kiss products. Yeah, and, it was uh, great. And it was silly and funny. Well, it was funny. great, but can I say, it's, that leads into one of my uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. favorite so, nights. But I'm going, uh, me, Christine, uh, Bobby, my daughter, and uh, Bobby's son are going to go Saturday. Saturday? To okay, the final cool. show ever, yeah. I'm right, excited, cool. man. It's good. We and Christine saw him for the first time not long ago. They have something planned at the very, very end of the show. Yeah. That uh, is going to be really unique. And 
I'll be honest, I don't even know exactly what it is. I just know they spent a lot of time working on this thing they're going to end the show with. So, yeah. Uh, but mass suicide. Yeah. They're going to they're going to shoot the star child out of a cannon, and they're, just, they're all going to pull out Tommy guns and just take out the fucking pit. But you were saying one of your earliest memories was so it was me and, uh, of comedy was me and Craig. And Craig included me in this, because Craig also knew from the time we met how much I loved... I met Craig just, like, in comedy, mm-hmm. and, like, you were starting to do the voices a little bit on on Stern mm-hmm. and stuff, so it was, like, kind of like a fresh thing. Craig was still, like... But he was just getting in with that. It was going over. You were on pretty regularly at this point, mm-hmm. like, calling in with voices, and they, they pitched an idea to the E! channel. Craig dresses up full Gene Simmons regalia, the whole demon makeup and the whole yeah. thing, because he does a great impression... We go try to get into the oh MTV God, Awards. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, no The shit. MTV Music Awards. Yeah. They go, yeah, we'll do it. And Craig goes, oh, and my buddy Jay is another comedian. He'll be like my like assistant, like a, yeah. you know, my point guy or whatever, yeah. my security. That's what it was, security. I was going to be your security guy. <laughs> I fucking had a fat shirt that said security from Big and Tall already. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> so I just wore that. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and we put... We I just pull, had, we pulled right up to security at the video music buddy, awards. We were shut down so, immediately. Yeah. We, so there was no footage there. We pulled up in a car and they go, "We have Gene Simmons here. Let's get back." He goes, they were like, "Hey, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons ain't on the list to be here." And they were like, "Okay, hey right, guys, you know what are we gonna do?" We gave it a shot. Like it was so fast. But I remember a small detail. The yeah, security looked in and laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were in a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in a Toyota Corolla. Oh, yeah. And I'm fully dressed as Gene Simmons with Gene Simmons outfit in the back seat, squeezed in. And there's a, and there's a camera guy yeah, who's a, a camera who's, guy. you know, who just looks like a pothead, like yeah. filming the whole thing. I think Doug Good's team may have been with us. Yeah. And we uh and then it was like, well, we gotta do something with this uh footage and what we just did next it was like it just wasn't really the, the, the bit was kind of done but they needed something yeah so we went to the now gone it's found out this went away recently nice guy eddie's was a bar on houston and uh i think alan yeah i want to say and uh we went there where that's where they had kiss painted on the wall uh-huh like it was a big thing the oh, big mural yeah, of kiss yeah. was on the side of the wall of this bar and we just went in and sat at a table and just ordered like drinks, bar food and drinks, just and just Ash sat there and ate. That just he was in full makeup. We just didn't bother anybody. No yeah. one really, but but people were like, "Is that you?" And then we're like, "Yeah, wow." He goes, he got goes out to eat once in a while in full demon gear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Craig was seven and a half feet tall. It was like he was wearing the fucking. They yeah, got him the a good outfit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it was, they got him a good outfit. It was all stern budget, so they they like, then, spared no expense. Huh? <laughs> and then they used makeup artist. Yeah, and then they used it again. By just, they had Gene Simmons coming in, and Craig was just sitting in the room in the full makeup, weren't you? And, he, and Gene Simmons didn't love it at the time. Yeah, because I walked in the because we had we had already had the confrontation a month earlier where Gene Sim- we didn't know when I started doing the Gene Simmons thing and I was interrupting people as Gene Simmons and saying, "Hi, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss, and I just want to tell you that right now at KissOnline.com, you've just reminded me we have a Kiss toilet." What's the difference between a regular toilet and a kiss toilet? Our toilet is a pay toilet. You sit down, you put in a quarter, and you do your business while you listen to Deuce. And it was just stupid (laughs) shit like that. And we didn't know at the time, the real Gene Simmons, we found out later, 
started getting hate mail because of the shit I was saying to people on the Howard Stern show. So Gene Simmons showed up one day. He just showed up and Gary came in and said, hey, so we got a problem. Uh, so Gene Simmons from Kiss just walked in the building. He wants to beat the fuck out of Craig right now. And and he came in. We had a funny segment. And then he came back as a guest. And I said, and I pitched the idea. Wouldn't it be funny if I showed up dressed as Gene Simmons? And I actually walked in and said, I'm the real Gene Simmons. <laughs> And you are an imposter, and I can prove it, because I got a bunch of cheap shit I want to sell you. And I had a bag full of shit that we had written KISS logos on. I remember a lunchbox. It was like a New Kids in the Block lunchbox. <laughs> Took out a Sharpie and just wrote, KISS, that's 50 bucks now. Yeah, and then, and then you start getting contacted by people that, have you ever made jokes about somebody and the people affiliated with that organization or close to those people are like, hey, man, I actually work with them. And here's some more stories. Do you ever get? No, I told the uh, I told the world that the uh, Barry Stock, the guitar or bass player from Three Days Grace's uh, wife's a fat pig. But I just try to get him to fight me whenever he sees me. Why? What happened between you and, and then his drummer? Friend? His drummer reached out. Really? His, yeah. dr his drummer reached out to give you stories or to or to get mad. No, at no, no. He was like. Uh, it was weird. He called up first. This thing was a little bit like, "Yo, dude, you got a problem with this guy?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah." I go, I do re reflect on. I said on the show, I said because someone was like, "You shouldn't do the families." I'm like, "Yeah, I guess you're right, but fuck him, whatever." What happened with the guy from Three Days Grace? That's the thing. I told you that years ago on the cruise ship, and he threw like fucking wine on the Legion of Skanks when we were doing it. But of course, it only hit me, and there was like a whole thing on ship rocks. Yeah, holy it was nuts. shit, whole ordeal. Fuck wow, him. just be was it in the middle of an interview. No, it was... He's just walking by the table. He walked by, he told us to shut up, no one cares about our podcast, which was just a weird thing for a performer to do. And we yeah. were like, fuck you, dude, fuck off. And he gave him through wine at us. Wow. It only hit me. He was aiming for Lewis. It only hit me. That is a tale as old as time, my friend. Wow. That is a tale as old as time. So you got like someone who was in the Gene Simmons camp got in touch with you and said, "Here's more meat for Dude, the bones." Fucking it oh, Corey like... Feldman's camp also hates us and wants us to stop everything we do. Really? <laughs> yeah, Craig, yeah. I'd imagine there's a lot of people like that. What was the question? I gotta tell you, my my friends are gonna be so psyched because to this day, the product that he, my my friend and I still quote is when when you said that. You were at the Kiss Cancer Center. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that's the one that actually upset Suzanne. Drove them nuts. Suzanne Summers was in the studio, and she uh, was, you know, telling the story about how she was fighting cancer and she was getting ahead of it. That's and it. I, and I, at the very end of the thing, I said, Suzanne, <laughs> this is Gene Simmons from Kiss, and I want to tell you, I am so moved by your story. It's such a story that's it's so inspirational that we would like to offer you a Kiss lunch pail for forty nine ninety five. If you go to kissonline.com, we'll give you the five cent discount. And Suzanne apparently lived in the neighborhood where Gene lived, and she went to his house and knocked on his door and said, "You're an asshole. Why would you do that in the middle of my appearance?" And he said, "It wasn't me. It's a guy." Not me. <laughs> yeah. But but the people who um, started contacting me were people who worked with Kiss. Hey, I got a story for you. Um, did I ever tell you that the the love relationship advice that Gene gave to the guy who was watching him hook up with women every night? Mm -mm. Gene, according to this guy, was uh, hooked up. This is before he got married. He hooks up with Miss America, according to this guy that worked mm -hmm. with Kiss. It was the reigning Miss America. Of that year, Gene Simmons hooks up with her. The whole crew is like, holy shit. The next night, 
Gene hooks up with a whore, a girl that is such a dirty, like such a trashy girl that even the guys in the road crew are like, nice. Jesus, what wow. the fuck? The next night, they have a day off in a town that's so small that the band and the road crew are staying in the same hotel. And this guy tells me from his point of view, he goes, I was in the lobby of the hotel. I was I was at the bar having a drink when Gene Simmons started walking through the lobby and he's dragging this enormous girl with him through the lobby and they get in the elevator. He turns around, pushes the button to his floor and that's when he sees me. He makes eye contact and goes, folds his arms, oh yeah. And he said the next day at soundcheck, he walked up to him and he goes, Gene, hey buddy, did you uh, did you hook up with that girl last night? And Gene Simmons goes, of course. And he goes, Gene, didn't you hook up with Miss America the other night? And he goes, Steve, listen to me, okay? I'm going to give you some valuable advice. You can't have filet mignon every night. Sometimes... You gotta go to McDonald's. It's the worst fucking love oh, advice I've ever heard. Sometimes, yeah. It's so funny. You know, Craig used to Craig used to smart move too. Before he was selling tickets at all, uh, he'd go on the radio, local radio places. He go, if I can go on local radio, I can get people. And he would just go and say all these people were gonna be here, and he would just do the impression of them, and people oh, yeah. would like fucking <laughs> show like, up. At one point, didn't I think? Someone was it Gary or something that got pissed off? He's like people are getting because people were reaching out to Gary Delabate being like, "Why do people think I'm going to be in St. Louis tonight at the fucking whatever comedy club?" <laughs> I don't think Gary ever got mad. Uh, <laughs> Not but, mad. I mean, not being mad, like really furious, but it was like right. people were reaching out to him, going like, "I thought you were going to be at the show tonight." I was like, Dude, what? It, it started out where I would come on as a celebrity promoting the show, and then I would be a couple of celebrities, and then I realized I could talk as like four or five six celebrities at the same time as long as you keep talking mm-hmm. so it would be tracy morgan tom arnold adam sandler <laughs> uh christopher walken al pacino alec baldwin are all in the studio and the premise is ridiculous and they're all looking and still some people would be like and people would be like holy where's shit. alec baldwin dude people, you said <laughs> people would come to the show. well they'd all say we're not performing but we're going to see craig yeah, yeah, gas yeah. at the chuckle hut that's and- hilarious that they're all at like 99 rock wplr <laughs> yeah, yeah. like they're just all at once they're, they're all, all on the station yep and, and scooter and, and buzz in the morning and everyone has a reason for being there like tom arnold is like i'm just here for uh i'm going to a narcotics anonymous meeting in town uh so we're going to be doing a 12-step uh meeting after the comedy show at the chuckle hut and then Tracy. Casey Morgan would be like, I'm going to film a porno in the parking lot. I'm going to be filming. You want to go see a comedy show? Go inside the club. You want to be in a movie called Men in Back? Yeah. Come out to the white handy van in the parking lot. Speak about Tracy. Did you watch Tracy's Dark Side of Comedy? I did it. Episode. It's just, but there's, I mean, it's the story you know. There's nothing really uh, like different about it at all. About Tracy's great. Yeah. But it goes, I mean, it leads up to that, obviously. And it goes past. But man, I haven't really stayed up with Tracy's like work beyond that. I'm just happy he's okay and working again at all. Yeah. But I mean, Tracy went from like the, you wipe that doo-doo off your curtains and you, you fuck a baby in the ass <laughs> yeah. right in front of her mama. Yeah. <laughs> I slap your daddy with my dick and get your mama pregnant with it. all that shit. Yeah. Now it shows him on Oprah and he's like, making people laugh is how I got myself not being bullied anymore. When I, he's like crying and stuff now. You go, whoa, dude, what? Wow. He was always crying though. He was all dude. No, not but, like this, man. This I is, don't know. But he's dude. not doing the other stuff at all. I mean, they they, they really, you know, compile it in this uh, yeah that episode of the thing. 
But they show us 5,000 TV appearances where the news people are like, okay, we got to go. He's like, right. I'm about to pull my dick out on the weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, all right, Tracy. All right, astronaut Jones, calm down. <laughs> See, I remember Tracy always being that guy that would get naked and get emotional. And uh, I remember when I first, I was living in LA. When I first got out there, I didn't know anybody yet. And someone said, dude, dude there's a, it was supposed to be a comedian's birthday party at this bar. I go to the bar, and the only other comedian there was Tracy Morgan. And Tracy can go either way. Like I <laughs> Yo, was is this Hugh Fink's barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Fink. <laughs> and so I I end up on a patio at this place just hanging out with some friends and somebody ran out and said, dude, Tracy Morgan's taking his clothes off doing karaoke. And I walk back inside and Tracy Morgan is on a microphone and he's got his shirt off and he's he's crying and singing, we are the champion, my friend, and we'll keep on fighting. And then at some point he goes, wait, stop the music. Stop the music. I want to say something. I want to say something. And the guy running the karaoke goes, finish the song. Get the fuck off the stage. And he goes, that's fucked up. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he walked up. I was like, "Wait, what was that? What did he want to say? Like, what was his fucking?" Yeah, I think he's a little emotionally unstable. No, but <laughs> something strikes he me back. He's such a, a emotional. He's yeah. very sweet. I remember I've one been, time Tracy's post- always been super sweet. Oh, he's to me, great, he's a really great guy. Kind, yeah. always funny, and honestly, I think he's fucking genius. His he talks in. Um, he kind of talks in in like um, in circles, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Like he just. I think he's just ahead of the curve, and he just talks in such an unusual way that I think people are like, what's that guy's deal, man? Yeah. I remember one time standing in the hallway at the cellar, and I had to light someone, and he was between me and the light, and he was just, comedy, man. Like He was just going yeah. on and on about how this is what it's at, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got to... I gotta light this guy. Get out of the way. <laughs> you just would not stop talking. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, why don't What's the light this? anyway? <laughs> yeah. Who's to tell you when you're done comedy? <laughs> There's so yeah. many great stories about that guy. I just remember whenever he would hang out, like back when he was just doing SNL, I remember like if we were hanging out at Boston Comedy Club. He, if he was around in a social situation, there's always one comedian that would go, You ever try to talk to that guy <laughs> there's always some guy was like man i don't i don't know what that guy well it's one of my favorite things ever i said and christine loves us because it's true he came up like something happened i don't know where he saw me that was like good i don't maybe came down when i was like headlining at caroline's or something and just happened to see that i was there it wasn't like he came to see me and but whatever it was he saw me he was like man jay look at you now man i remember when you came to me when you first came to new york Showing up at my doorstep, being Tracy, help me out, help me out. Look at you, man. Look where you at now. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, dude, that's it's fucking crazy, right? He goes, man, I knew it though. When you came, Tracy, Tracy, help me, man, help me, put me on, man, put me on. Look at you now, dog. It's great, beautiful. And I was like, yeah. And the person I was with was like, you. I think it was Christine. Was it you? It was, so, Christine yeah. was like. Tracy helped you out from the beginning. I go, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> and he doesn't think I'm somebody else because oh, he knows dude. who I am. Dude. He's just created a thing in his head. I'm like, no. In fact, because here's the thing. It's not that he thinks I'm somebody else because nobody did that. Nobody did Nobody that. showed up on his doorstep and went, Tracy, Tracy, get me on. It never happened to anybody. Dude, I, one step, one step. So great. He tells you the history that you don't have together. Mm-hmm. Man, Bob was almost your step pop. <laughs> But me and your mom broke up because we didn't see eye to eye politically. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I just yeah. say yes. You I were just almost go, my dad, dude. Absolutely, yeah. dude. That was crazy. Yeah, we built that car together, though. Yeah. That's right. What was like a Thunderbird? <laughs> yeah, we built a Thunderbird you together. Train. Took you forever to get all them parts. I couldn't find them parts forever. Even crazier is the uh, he knows that there is a comedian named Craig Gas who does an impression of him, mm-hmm. and then when he sees me. He just thinks I'm a different person. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love oh, like, you. He'll be like, "Yeah, what's up, Craig?" No, he won't, he won't say my name. He'll just be like, he just hey, knows what's you, up? yeah." And I've had people right in front of me go, uh, "Hey, you know, Craig Gas does the impression of me." He goes, mm, "He's making a living, right? He's making a living." <laughs> and then I'll be like, "Hey, what's up, Tracy?" And he'll be like, "Hey, that's my Bobo. That's my Bobo." <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, dude. I fucking love that guy. But yeah, dude. Most most of the people who he always has a different. T- take on something too i remember when i was like i was talking about the stand one night and i was like yo how nutty is it because he was like he was like, like you and kev used to come up from philly to get you know he remembered all that and i was like yeah he goes i go it's crazy because it's the first time he's getting ready to do the garden i was like you're getting ready to do the fucking madison square garden dude he goes i know right and he just sounded down i go What's wrong? He goes, I hate when I hear that stuff because only way to go is down now. It's like he's always seen the negative. Like, wow. <laughs> that's interesting. Like, Dude, but just a weird on. take on it right away. He's just like, oh, the pinnacle moment. Now what? You're like, Tracy, you like, never would have said that when I was sleeping on your couch 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah, come goes, on, man. Come on, man. Where's that guy who I came to years ago? <laughs> who gave me mustard yeah, for my you hot right. dog? You right. I need to get back there again on that doorstep where you, you showed up. You need a hug, boo <laughs> I just How's have... your mom doing? She's still all right, though. I know she don't like me. Her eye working. <laughs> I don't know if he ever if he ever talked to you in euphemisms. I remember uh, the first time I met him, I uh, I said, "Hey, I'm a stand up comic." I saw him at, at Saturday Night Live, and I was like, "I just want you to know that uh, my girlfriend and I think you're the funniest guy on the show." And he's like, "Yeah, you a stand up comic?" And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "What you doing on on Friday?" And I go. On what? He goes, on Friday! And I go, I don't know. What am I doing? He goes, you open up for me at the New York Comedy Club. And I was like, oh, shit, are you serious? I had nothing. This is like 1998, 99. I was like, dude, I I planned my whole week around, I'm opening for Tracy Morgan this weekend. I do the show. His crowd's nice to me. It was at the New York Comedy Club on 25th or 26th, whatever it was. And then um, uh, afterwards, he's at the bar, and he goes... Craig, what you drinking? And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, can I get a Corona? And he goes, yeah, how you like this? And I go, how do I like this club? And he goes, no, how you like stand-up comedy? And I go, oh, I'm I'm head over heels in love with it. And he goes, yeah, you got to be like Bruce Lee in the six-foot kick. And I go, <laughs> the what? And he goes, you don't know about Bruce Lee in the six-foot kick? They say when Bruce Lee kick you, you go back six feet. Mm-hmm. That's why when people like Tracy, how you living? I'm like, I'm six-foot kicking it. I'm six foot kicking and then he got nose to nose with me and I was like what the fuck are you talking about dude I tell you what's interesting about him too like watching I got to watch some cool not cool it's like interesting like kind of fascinating moments of him when I first and I think maybe only once or twice I, I used to open for a lot of people Caroline's was a cool thing when I got in there they like really worked me and uh, Tracy was one of the people I opened up for and it was at a time where he was they kept coming back to him like you know, and it's like it's like Ra Ra and Dudu were here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dookie Balls and Ned. And it was like all these people were showing up and he was just like, just put them over and he was like telling them like to seat him in the room or they can come back after the show or something. And him talking to me in the back about a reel, he was like, It's this thing now, like he's like, all like I'm doing great, like in the world of like Tina Fey's and whatever, but he's like, It's not like when this happens, when I do a show here like this, he goes, All these guys come out and it's like if I don't 
make them have like a like a like a rock star a celebrity night yeah like they go back and say i'm fucking corny and lost my hood and right. all this kind of uh. stuff it's like he was just in a weird place he was like and these guys will come in though and fuck up you know what i mean he's like yeah. they don't know how to act and they're gonna come in here and fuck up and then everybody wants some money he's asking for something and i'm like yeah, and then I watched it all happen. No wow. shit. The guy's come in there and he goes, man, I'm just, until I can get my foot right, man, <laughs> I can't really be working, which, you know, and it's like, oh, hit me up on two, you know, on Tuesday I'll be whatever up in Harlem, you hit me up or something. It's just like, Jesus. it seemed like a nightmare. I remember at one of those shows, he started to talk about growing up, uh, that there was a guy in his neighborhood called Blind Clarence. And some he was deaf. Some dude, some dudes in the audience went, "Yeah!" And he goes, "Blind Clarence." And he had this amazing story about that he lived in the hood. There was a blind guy named Clarence who got robbed on the elevator um, in their apartment building. And then two, three weeks later, and he starts to describe, and this is a hundred percent true. And I know this from growing up in a in a deaf family. Everyone in my family's deaf. He said, when you take away one of your senses, all your other senses become supernatural. And, it's like, <laughs> and that's, that's true. That is 100% true. My mom always had like a sense of smell that was greater than yeah. mine. You know, she always like. She could see through walls. <laughs> yeah. So, I could taste your lies. So Trace, Tracy describes that blind Benny is in is in the elevator and he smelled the scent of the guy who robbed him and just started wearing <laughs> oh guy God. in the elevator. Because wow. all your other all your other senses become supernatural. Dude, so. my, my brother in law's family, um, his whole family was deaf too. Really? I, both your parents were? Both my parents and my sister. Your sister, yeah. No shit. Wow, dude. Yeah, none of the kids were except the parent that's which is how I ended up doing voices because I couldn't learn how to talk. From my family, I learned how to talk by watching TV, and I copied all the voices I heard on TV. So, Whoa, so every man. grade, it was someone whatever his new favorite show was. He goes, uh, second grade, he took exclusively like Captain Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like in third grade, he was Ma'am and George Papadopoulos. Uh, yes, I'm going to call your parents. Go ahead and try, but they won't hear you. Do what you got to do, you big dummy. Elizabeth, <laughs> come. Uh, Craig Gass, everybody, he's going to be performing at the Comic Strip live in New York City this Thursday, November 30th. And Sunday, December 3rd, uh, making fun of the band Kiss and telling some old stories and fun shit uh, that's before and after their final shows Friday and Saturday. Catch me. Uh, I'm going to be there on Saturday. Me and Robert Kelly, if, uh, come and say hi. It's in Madison Square Garden, everybody. But Craig is going to be again at the Comic Strip Live in New York City Thursday and Sunday this week. Check it out. Craig is absolutely hilarious. Check out all of his tour dates and get tickets at Get Gas, G E T G A S S. GetGas.com. Mike Fenoya special. Don't let me down at YouTube.com slash at Mike Fenoya. And New Year's Eve, he's going to be headlining Comics Mohegan Sun. For tickets and tour dates, go to MikeFenoya.com. Uh, I, well, where's Bobby? Let's get Bobby's stuff in there. Bobby's going to be in Dania Beach, Florida, December 15th and 16th. After that, Fort Wayne, Indiana for New Year's Eve. One Ooh. night, two shows only. Saratoga Springs of Wisconsin. Bobby's coming back tomorrow. He's going to be on the show for the next um, two days. We're going live this Thursday. RobertKellyLive.com. <laughs> Holiday show is already sold out. And I am going to be in Houston uh, with Mikey, actually. That is next weekend. Can't wait. Uh, after that, Providence, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Pittsburgh. That's right. Home Homestead, it's called. Uh, Pittsburgh for New Year's Eve. I know, though. Uh, New Year's Eve weekend. Tickets and tour dates, bigjcomedy.com. 
Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. That was just a portion of our actual Sirius XM radio show. If you want the whole thing, go to SiriusXM.com slash bonfire for a special offer. That's right. And go to BigJComedy.com and RobertKellyLive.com to check out our stand-up dates coming to a city near you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.